sounds like so like not believable, but when you really understand that all decisions are emotional, it makes total sense. Because all, right, all of all what we do as entrepreneurs, all we do all day is make decisions. And when they're coming from the ego and being afraid to be, you know, what people are going to think of us or, or see us as and so forth, we make decisions that are not really the best for the outcome that we're looking to produce. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast, episode 133. We're going to go deep today. We are with Mia Hewitt. Mia is a master business coach who heals trauma. She built a, a very successful multi-billion dollar business, but felt completely unfulfilled. And that sparked off a journey of discovery. She invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in all the very best coaches, and she still couldn't find what it was that was stopping her feeling fulfilled and holding her back from her potential. Through a long period of time of her own self-reflection, she uncovered this and a process to be able to help you identify your mental blind spots and the things that are holding you back in life or and how to get through your own glass ceiling. And as you'll hear, she turns the tables on me and um, takes me back <laughs> to, uh, by demonstrating her process and her methodology, she takes me back to... Uh, to a moment in childhood. So I had a moment where I decided on the podcast, oh, to heck with it. Let's go with it. So um, you'll hear me being vulnerable. And um, yeah, listen on. You'll hear how that goes. Hi, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Today, I'm sat with Mia Hewitt. Now, we're going to have a fantastic conversation. I know from the conversation we just had before pressing a record about how you can hold yourself back, impose glass ceilings, how you can address a feeling that something might be missing in your life and how you can get past that uh, sort of uh, fear of other people's judgment and fear about whether you're an imposter and whether you're good enough. So Mia, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Gavin. This is going to be such a fun conversation. No, my pleasure. Now, your journey, your own struggle has been the impetus and the uh, inspiration for you to find a way of helping others get past blockages, feeling that they weren't good enough, feeling that they they weren't experiencing enough from life that they could get from life. So mm. please do share you know, your background, your journey, your story. Sure, please. absolutely. Well, I grew up poor. So um, when my parents divorced when I was about 13 years old, my mom became a single mother of four children um, and we were really poor. And some of the most traumatic things that happened to me happened during that time. You know, my dog died because we, you know, our house was so infested with fleas. Um, they literally sucked the blood out of them. And I remember making a decision at 13. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to be poor the whole, my whole life. Right. And so I became obsessed of like, how do I make money? How do I make money? How do I make money? Um, then I went on to grow and build a multi-million dollar um, brick and mortar insurance company for 24 years, only to find myself very wealthy going, 
what the heck is this? Like, this is it? Like, I still didn't feel good enough. I still felt like I constantly was always in my head doubting myself. I had this horrible voice in my head that used to be like, you know, I, you know, you're going to do that wrong. You always do that wrong. Like always criticizing me. Um, and I couldn't understand how everybody else could view me as a success. But internally, Gavin, I felt like a failure. Right. It, it was just like horrible. And, you know, sometimes when people hear my story, it pisses people off, like as if they think that I'm not being grateful for the success I had. But that's not where I was coming from. I was really grateful. But internally, emotionally, I felt like just a wreck. I didn't, I didn't get it. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point of all this? <laughs> so I went on a journey. Um, I, I spent about a half a million on my own coaching. I, I've hired the best and the best in the industry, um, best-selling authors. Uh, I've gone to therapy. I went to like four or five different therapists during my life. And at the end of the day, I became aware of what was stopping me. They would point out, well, do you see that you do this? I became very aware, but I didn't have any well, how do I not do that? <laughs> like, I'm aware, but how do we stop doing that? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. have you ever felt that? Like, it's like yeah. you get this awareness, but then you're like, okay, but what does that do for me? <laughs> yeah. So I, I've always tell people, um, awareness is not enough to get a result. No, no. Right? How many people do you know that are aware, but don't live what they know? So the, the world to go from awareness to actually living and breathing, we have, there's a few more steps of ingredients that need to happen inside of that, right? We've got to go from the world of awareness to then being able to understand it and internalize it emotionally because mm -hmm. all behaviors are emotional. They're not actually logical. I know. Right. So like understanding it and then being able to apply it on purpose consistently such that we have those new experiences. And then once that happens, we have those new experiences. Well, then the results are a given because they're just a natural byproduct of those new experiences. So how did you get from people you know, raising your awareness of yes. what you were doing wrong or how you were sort of tripping yourself up, getting in your own way yeah. to actually solving the problem, to feeling that you were enough, to removing that sort yeah. of glass ceiling. I love that question. So it all started with a guy who really pissed me off. <laughs> I, I had paid this, uh, this best-selling author, this really famous person in personal development. I had paid him like 50 grand to right. coach me. Uh, and it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm always going to be transparent, right? I'm always going to tell people the truth. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. I paid this guy a lot of money and I'm very coachable. So if you tell me to do something, I'm going to go do it. So I went and did everything he told me. I came back and I'm like, I don't understand why I'm not getting the result. Like, what do you think I'm missing? And I'll never forget it because it is a blessing in hindsight. But he said to me, Mia, you just need to go in your room and lock the door and not come out until you figure this out. Wow. Now, Gavin, this is when the ghetto side of me comes out. <laughs> yeah. I paid you 50 grand. <laughs> That's exactly what I was like. What? I didn't need to pay you nothing. Did I? I could have stayed in my room. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, it was the catalyst that like literally sent me on a journey. I was like, at that point, I had already hired so many other people before him. Mm -hmm. I started realizing like, 
maybe they don't know. Like maybe this is like, and I knew that I wasn't like, there's nothing, you know, I'm not that special. Like I knew that there was, I'm not, I couldn't have been the anomaly. Like I'm the only person in the world that struggles like this. Like what, what is this? And so I became obsessed and I really mean obsessed. Like all I did 24 seven was think about how am I going to, how am I going to resolve this and how does this really work? And what does it really take to live these experiences? So it took me six years. I don't recommend doing it the way I did it. <laughs> There's a lot easier way. Um, but in the six years, what I uncovered is I basically uncovered this. And it's easier if I just show you, but it's going to make sense even in, when somebody's listening. So when we first start out, so like this is our lifeline, right? We're born. When we're born, you know, Gavin, you know this, even if you don't, do you have any children? I do, yes. Okay. You know how babies are born completely whole, perfect, and complete. Like not one baby is born with a self-esteem issue. No, no, no. Not one. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. totally know. They totally trust themselves, others in the world. Like there's a harmony and a belief that everything is for them, right? Like there's yeah, yeah. this like wonderful. And then what happens is, and it normally happens, they'll go through and they'll hit an experience. Um, we've all done this in our lives where we hit, go into an experience and we didn't know that that could happen. It blindsides us. And the experience is emotionally traumatic for us. Yeah. Okay. That's the key that creates it. Once we, what, which, 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 what happens is in a child, a child grows by an emotional bond of trust. Mm -hmm. And when the trust is broken, it creates an open loop of a pattern, right? Like, oh my gosh, I never want that to happen to me again. So we become, every single one of us did this, we become a way to try to survive so that doesn't ever happen again. Now, remember, we're probably most often, it happens at four. I get a lot of like four and five, six, sometimes seven, but no more than, it's never older than seven. Um, it can be, it's just very young, right? So we, we, it creates an emotional um, break in trust, which creates an open loop of a trap that starts running in our mind, okay? Because we don't ever want that to happen again. So every negative emotional experience after that just becomes a bigger, deeper version of the same original trap. Okay. Okay? Then what happens is until we heal it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we close the loop and we actually heal that emotion, we actually then can create on purpose, deliberately, the life that we want in patterns, because everything runs in patterns. So the mind, the reason why it's not in the mind, even though everybody's looking for it there, the mind is actually just a symptom, right? That negative voice is just a symptom of a deeper underlying cause. Right. So yeah. when we heal this, the cause, the symptom goes away. So we actually free the mind after we heal this. And how do you if go I, back and identify that something that could be four years old, five years old? Because I found like this is, and, I, and then I became a master. I'm a master at it, right? But here you can just feel it. Watch this, right? Because the, the coolest thing ever is that our subconscious mind is like a programming machine, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a hard drive on our computer. Yeah. So all you have to do is ask it the right questions and it will show you in your conscious mind everything you need to know. So here's how I find it. And this is, 
this is why even people who've tried therapy, all my entrepreneurs who have tried therapy or done tons of things, like they have the wrong problem. They, they will come to me with the wrong trauma. Because remember, it just once it starts in that open loop, it just continues until we close it. So they'll think it's like what happened later on in life. It's not. I got it. When I go to the original one, we can see how that pattern, it will be pervasive everywhere in their life. When we have it, it'll be everywhere. So feel for yourself. You can hear that. And and then your listeners will really like, this is how they're going to find it. So you just, you, you, the way you find it, and it's in my book as well. So if, if somebody wants to go, like, it'll show you exactly how to do it, but this is how you're going to find it. The, the big thing, the two things that I'm going to tell people ahead of time before I take you there, just so you can see it. The first is um, when you go do this, you want to close your eyes because when your eyes are open, it actually, we try to look for it in our mind when our eyes are opened, but it's actually in the emotional body. Okay. So you're going to feel the experience that really did the trigger. And then when you feel it, it's going to pop an image, a memory into your, your conscious mind. You'll become aware of exactly where it happened. Here's my second request. So the first is close the eyes, feel it into the body. That's how it's going to show it to you. The second thing is when the image comes up, don't judge it. Do not judge it, Kevin, because here's what happens to all of my entrepreneurs. You've been through a lot more since then. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the mind goes, oh, that's ridiculous. It can't be that. You see what I'm saying? Because it's like you've had other more, worse, harder, like, because you've lived a life of, you know, you're like, however old you are now. So I'm always like, don't judge it because the judgment is what stops it. Okay. Okay. So here's how you do it. You're going to feel into your body. And you're going to go back and you can like literally go back to your earliest memory. So you can start even feel around when you were a baby and then go through first year and the second year. You're just feeling. Um, you're just looking for the feeling place. But here's how you find it. So I want you to go back and really feel into your body where you told before this experience pops up into your mind, you totally trusted yourself. You trusted yourself. You trusted others and you trusted life. Like there's a harmony to you. There was such a harmony to who you were. You couldn't wait to hit the ground running in the morning, like to get your feet on the floor. Like life was an adventure. Everything was for you. And then something happened. Something happened that blindsided you. Like you didn't even know it could happen. And it scared you or startled you or confused you. Somehow got you to doubt yourself and begin to question what happened. What was your earliest memory where you felt something was really wrong? I think uh, what what came up for me, because I did actually have my eyes closed then. So what came up for me was was getting in trouble from my mother for being that just natural expression of being me. So that caused me to comply rather than freely express. This is exactly, so see how you could instantly find where it was. Now, here's how you can see how this is affecting, that will affect all your life without getting this completed. Watch this. So if you stay back, how old were you? How old were you? I think it was probably about three or four. That's exactly, those are the most common. It happens all the time. I get the most amount of three and four-year-olds. So just feel now. Now, here's how you're going to answer these questions I'm going to ask you so you can really see how then this is all tied. 
You have to feel for what the three or four-year-old felt, not your today's. So let go of the conscious mind and just feel what did the little boy and you feel about this? So when she reprimanded you, what did you make it mean? The little three and four-year-old, what did you make it mean about you? I must be what for this to happen because you didn't have it happen before. I must be a good boy. I'm, I have to, right. I have to be a good boy, right? Because what did you really make it mean? I have to be a good boy because for that to happen, I must be really what? Um, yeah, naughty. This is it. I must be really naughty. So see how we break a trust inside. We go, oh my gosh, who I really am isn't enough. Because mm-hmm. look, I who I thought it was, this is me. And that was, no, that's naughty. Oh my gosh, I can't be me. That's bad. That's naughty. I've got to be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now watch how this keeps going. So then you made it. Then there was a contrast that happened in that moment as well. And you have to feel for it for the little boy in you, the three and four year old. So if you must be, you have to be a good boy because you must really be naughty. What did you make that mean about other people? Other people must be what? Other um Sorry, say that again, man. Sorry. Yes, okay. You're going to feel from it from the three and four-year-old. So if I'm, I must be really naughty. Like I must be naughty. Oh, so the so, others are the others are much are, are good. They're much better behaved. This is it. So so other people are better behaved, right? Now now ask yourself the last question. Before that day, the world looked one way, and after that day, the world became what? Gap? Um, constrained. This is it constrained. So now watch how this will like will play out. And when we have the exact trauma, it will play every out. Like you're going to see how this has been affecting you everywhere in your life. Because watch this. When it comes to mentally, then the negative self-talk, watch like what the negative self-talk says. Like how does this pattern show up? I'm not Like, I've got to be really good. I must be really naughty. So nobody can find out about that I'm really bad. Um, Other people are better, right? They're better. And um, the the world, um, I have to be really contained. The world has to be very contained. Where does that pattern show up mentally for you? Like how it stops you in your glass ceiling. Are you tired of the instability of your business? Do you want to stop cash flow challenges, achieve stability in profit, and build a business that you could sell? Do you want to introduce strategies that provide certainty of income, reinvigorate you and your team so that you put an end to plateauing and get your business thriving again? In every sector, in every country, in every state of the economy, there are always businesses that book the trend and outperform the market. It is possible to turn your business around and grow the profitability, reach and impact of your business and put your business back on course for a worthy exit or rewarding future. In my new book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, I show you how. I wrote this book for business owners who are putting so much into their business at the expense of time with their family and on their health and who are not getting the results that they desire. I have brought 25 years of experience working in businesses large and small and combining the disciplines of business strategy with mindset with scaling a business to bring you a proven way to scale your business with certainty. To grab your free copy of Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, go to www.surviveandthrive.cc 
I'll cover the cost of the book, you just cover the cost of shipping and handling. So head over to surviveandthrive.cc to get your free copy of the book. I think it stops at a level of... Uh, I l- limit the belief of what I, where I could take it and of how, how, yeah, of how successful I could be or how far it could go. Yes, because underneath, this isn't logical, Gavin. Remember, you're three or four when you made this decision. Because underneath, emotionally, you're always going to have the concern of like being bad and not being good. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you feel that? And so yeah. it will literally, it's not logical. The logical you would be like, well, that's ridiculous. Look how old I am. Look how much success I've It doesn't make any logical sense. <laughs> but we're not driven by logic. We're driven emotional, right? So then now watch, um, see, watch how that will affect you then financially in your business, right? You can start looking and where does that come up in relationships and mm-hmm. where does that come up with your peers? And then where does that come up with like how you worry about what people think about you? Do you see? It's all coming from there. And so when we can go, oh my gosh, like that's where it is. It's not like this outside thing happening to me. It's actually an emotional feeling place that I have since I was three or four years old, because the truth is, Gavin, time is an illusion. Like what I mean by that is every time you feel that way, you're feeling it in the now, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not really that it was in the past because it wouldn't, it's not happening. You're not three or four anymore. But when every time you feel that way, it's now. So Time is really a man-made-up construct, right? It's not um, a universal truth. It's just a man-made-up construct. It's how we, you know, we put a post in the middle of the town and said, when the sun hits this line, it's going to be this. We're going to meet here. And eventually we got really good at saying, oh, at four o'clock, five o'clock and so forth. But it's all man-made. So the truth is those emotional feelings are, are really what are stopping people from keeping them being free and always feeling like, you know, you're meant for so much more, but you just don't know why you haven't been able to break free or like been able to hit your potential. Do you feel that? Oh yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Does it give you some peace of mind to know, like, it's not that there's something wrong with you. Like, it's not like something bigger than that is what I'm saying. Um, I'm always wondering, because when I found that out, it was like, I felt like, I felt like all my questions and like, what the point of all this and what in the world is wrong with me? Like everything got answered in like, (laughs) in the shortest amount of time. And I was like, this is what this is. And every single human being has had it. Um, It's just going to be in their trauma. It's so different. Um, it's not necessarily the exact situation, right? Why I mean this is, um, do you have brothers and sisters? I'm, I'm actually smiling because uh, there are no such thing as coincidences. So oh. uh, tell you what happened, and you may have picked it up on the, uh, uh, through your headphones there. So I have uh, a three-year-old okay. who will not be constrained at all. <laughs> as, and he's going right past the door right at this moment in time, shouting at the top of his voice, knowing I'm doing a recording. Na, 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 na. <laughs> I just had to, just shouting now. And, and I went through live just right then. Now the parent yes. wanting to admonish and then recognising, but that's the very behaviour that will get in places that he will know he is enough, that free expression. Whereas my 
interpretation as a child, as a three-year-old, was, yes. no, I better be quiet. Um, yes. The phrase that was in our whole household was, when I was growing up, little children should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I played a smaller game. I was yes. just became a good boy um, mm-hmm. and didn't naturally freely express. Yes. Uh, I, and that is just so fascinating that I'm then presented with that. <laughs> She's just brilliant. And and in actual fact, I look at my brother. My brother didn't uh, constrain at all. He nope. just went to hell with this and you know, he went through, yep. through his life and hasn't stopped since. And yeah. irrespective of how it may have angered my mum or my dad, he just carried on being and expressing himself as he is rather than learning to comply. So Yes. And so trauma can show up different ways. And what I mean by that is, so I get those as well, um, the rebels. Um, and so trauma shows up different ways and it's in the eye of a beholder. So what was tra- traumatic for your brother wasn't necessarily traumatic for you. Mm-hmm. That's why we can be in the same situation. You can, I have four, um, three other sisters. And if you ask us, we have the same, we had the same parents. One of my dad is deceased, but we had the same parents. And if you ask all of us, how was your childhood? We're going to give you four different stories, sure. right? Sure. <laughs> because it's all in the eye of the beholder. It's all in the eye of the perspective. It's, just, it's subjective. So what was trauma for me was not traumatic for my older sister. She had a, actually another trauma. And what was traumatic for my younger sister was completely, totally different than what was traumatic for me. Like it it's really is this way. So it's fascinating because the reason I say that is I see the trauma in the rebels as well. Mm-hmm. Theirs will be because they're still operating out of alignment from themselves because they're doing it to rebel. Mm-hmm. Well, when they do it to rebel, they don't really ever feel fulfilled. Okay. Can you feel that? Because they're not really free, even though they look like they are on the outside. They're, it's only when they really are free and not being a rebel, they're just being themselves. And you can only feel the difference, right? Like you yeah. can, when somebody's being a rebel to try to prove a point yeah. and trying to, that always comes with a backlash, right? They, they never feel fulfilled. They always feel like people are attacking them. But the person who's really like completely like um, a groundbreaker, like a person who really cuts through and just is being themselves and isn't apology, like they're not apologetic. So I think of the word, they're unapologetic. They're not apologizing for being who they are. That person is truly free. Mm -hmm. Feel the difference? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I want to say because I get those people as well um, and we still heal their traumas and then they become, see, the, the, the fascinating thing is most people often say to me, and, and I know it's weird what I do because people go, you're a business coach that heals trauma? I know that sounds weird, but here's the problem I see in business because I built multi-million dollar companies. Um, I've done it again online and in in that regard. And and what the problem I see is business is actually really easy. It's very, or maybe better said, it's simple, not easy, but it's simple in the sense that what really makes it difficult is the traumas. Okay. Because see, when we, the two things that kill businesses are complication making yeah. it way harder than it needs to be, not keeping it simple. That's yeah. the ego, yeah, yeah. right? 
The second thing is living inside of that ego, being concerned about what other people think, not knowing how to get communication, not work as a team, not build in, like not become in alignment. Like all of that is all emotional traumas. If you just get that out of the way, business is really simple. It's having the right people in the right position doing the right things every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that hard. It's the emotional stuff that gets in the way. <laughs> so how do you help, once you've helped somebody identify yeah. that moment, how yes. do you help them heal that, that trauma? Yeah, we do, we do it in eight weeks. And what it looks like is because it's, um, it's a series of like, it's not just one thing, but here's the, it's all of these. I'm going to show you what I mean. And, and the reason I do it in eight weeks is because not only do we have to free the emotions but then we're also freeing the mind. So we, we have to, we're going to literally interrupt programming and stop running Mm -hmm. that, that programming. So now what we're doing inside of eight weeks is they're actually experiencing themselves newly consistently inside of who they're being. Um, And that's the reason why it works. So the eight weeks is to build the habit of feeling like the way that they continue to live free um, and not having the mind stop them. So they're living in alignment mentally, emotionally, and then taking actions consistently. Well, what happens is it looks like miracles to other people, but it really is just comment. It's just the way the world, like how really life and business really works. But when you operate in alignment consistently, everything you want starts materializing everything. So people within the first week, um, I I'm always like going to, I'm always going, okay, who's going to make the most amount of money in the next few, in the next few days, because the money flows, like, um, there was a guy that came in, he just finished in my course this last eight weeks. So in the very first, so when he first came to me, he owns an electrical company. Um, and he was making 15,000 a month Mm -hmm. within the first three, by the third week, he had made 15,000 per week for two and now he's, he, last year he did, five, he just finished my eight week course last year. The most he's ever done was 500,000 in a year. He hit 600,000 just in the, the eight weeks that we've, that we've done this work. That's what it sounds like. It hit 600,000 oh in eight weeks. He, he got, he, he made, he made 500 he's on track he's a 600,000 yeah, 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 yeah. He, and he's done it in 8 weeks wow where he's only made 500,000 it the most he's ever made in a year was 500,000 yeah. amazing and so people think this is like oh but this happens all the time like that's that's he's just one of many there's another guy in the same same group um uk this guy th- that guy was in new zealand this guy um that i'm talking about now is in the uk and when he first came to me you know he was like oh but me a covid and look at my business is in the tanker i haven't made any money and da, 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 da. i said it has nothing to do with the environment it's like I'm, I'm and so we we literally healed that and then inside of he just reported this is in the eight weeks he just reported he is on track for um 750,000 this year, which he had not hit that before for the lat, like, you know, in a very long time. So he literally increased his profit, like increased his profits, but also decreased his expenses. Fantastic. 
right? This is like, it just becomes like, people always say like, this is just, it sounds like so like not believable, but when you really understand that all decisions are emotional, mm-hmm. it makes total sense. Of course. All, right? All of all what we do as entrepreneurs, all we do all day is make decisions. And yeah. when they're coming from the ego and being afraid to be, you know, what people are going to think of us or, or see us as and so forth, we make decisions that are not really the best for the outcome that we're looking to produce, mm-hmm. right? Like marketing is just the willingness to be seen. But if you have a trauma that says you need to be good, not be seen, you know, you're not going to put yourself out there in a big way, you're going to be constrained in the way you do it. And what people really admire about leaders is the, how, how they go against the grain, how they're, there's their contrast. Like it's not because they're vanilla. They're like everybody else, right? It's like what they're saying that other people aren't willing to say. Love it. Right? Yeah. So, and so you, you heal those yes. early instances that have, created subconscious uh, patterns of behavior that yes. that have infected everybody in different but every aspect of their life whether it be their work with their business their uh, relationships yeah their health totally and we give them the experiences so for instance it, this is why we can only take a small amount of people because it, this is to really get the transformation you have to experience the healing you have to experience being in front of a, a group of people and um, learning how to stay in your power when we actually, um, when we're, they're shouting judgments at you, because we give you the experience of what that is, not just the concept. You're not going to learn it by reading a book. You're going to actually learn it by having the experience, healing that trauma, and then being able to be in that, com- that, that conversation. And then we give you skills of how to like, not get triggered how to like no longer let it like rile you emotionally. So when you have these experiences over and over again, and you learn how to, here's the big one. This is what caused the trauma to begin with, right? Here's the big one. When you learn how to process your emotions, see what happened is when this original trauma happens, what happened is it was so emotional. It was heartbreaking. Remember, we don't look at our parents as like, ah, that's just mom having a bad day. We look at like, God has had a bad, God tell me uh, there was something wrong with me. Like we think it's like, right, come on. We don't just think, ah, look at her. She's got her own trauma. She'll get over it. You know, (laughs) we don't think like that at three. We think, oh my gosh, the person that I think is everything Mm. just said there was something wrong with me. We Mm. internalize it to mean something really bad about us. And so what we, what we teach um, everybody how to do is then how to process their emotions so that they never get stopped in an experience within a conversation uh, or a disagreement or a difference of opinion again. Well, if you can be free to not let that, like know how to process your emotions, you know, and, and I want to associate this to food because, you know, we don't, we know logically that if, if we eat food, if we did not pee and poop, we would kill ourselves. The yep. toxins in our body yep. would kill us. But we don't associate this to emotions. 
if we don't know how to process our emotions, we create disease. Yeah. So we create autoimmune diseases, uh, migraine headaches. The one guy that I had, he had created because of the stress, chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. Well, that's all just labels for like, you don't know how to process your emotions. And if we don't, if you don't know how to process your emotions, that emotion goes, has to go somewhere. Yeah. So it then it creates these disease, this disallowance of ease in the body, which then hinders you in other areas. But once you understand how to process emotions and you don't think of it as something bad because our parents made it bad because they didn't know how to process their emotions, right? They're just passing down from generation to generation of what they were taught as a kid. Mm -hmm. So when we can process our emotions um, and teach our children how to process their emotions and really stay in their power, then it's a win-win. We win in business, we win in life. And then what's the point of all this, right? It becomes an incredible point, <laughs> right? Instead of just to get up and try to survive another day, it begins yeah. like, wow, this is what real thriving in life looks like. This is what it looks like to really be free to be ourselves um, and really honor and cherish each individual for who they are in themselves, but allowing all others to the dignity of their own life journey. So what are some of the transformations you've seen, other than obviously you've shared some financial examples, what, what other yeah. uh, Im impacts have you seen on people's lives? Oh my gosh, they are huge. So I'm going to go with the, because I just finished, we just completed last night um, this eight week that, you know, about, um, Oh my gosh, like so about 90% of them go on to build six and seven figure businesses with me. They go into our year, year long. And I'm going to just show you who they became from the, from eight weeks. Um, so there was a, there was a girl, there was a woman in this class um, who she, her trauma was um, when she was about four or five years old, um, she was free, like to just completely be, she was with her mom. They, she, their parents divorced when she was little. So she doesn't have a trauma from the divorce. So she used to live with her mom, but then she, her mom would have her go stay with her grandmother. And while she was at her grandmother's, she had this uncle that was kind of like bipolar or so forth. And she remembers saying to her father, how crazy her uncle was. Well, he then took it upon himself to take her from the mom and live with his family. That's where the trauma came. So she, she made it mean she doesn't have a voice. What she has to say doesn't matter. So she literally that day at five years old stopped talking. So she would not, she tried to not, like she literally was like a numbness to her. Like when you would see her, she had no emotion at all. She was just stoic. Wow. Now she wants, she wanted to be an incredible influencer and be brilliant at real estate, right? Well. You can't be so stoic and have no feelings and become an influencer, no. right? So we literally um, healed that. And this woman, like she looked like a little girl, like entrapped in a, in a woman's body because she was so like, mm, and stoic. Like there, she was like a defiant child inside of herself, kind of like, mm. and by the end of eight weeks, she was expressing herself and talking and people are like, who are you? Like, it, wow. it's not even the same person. Right. Yeah. But that's the, that's how much a person, because you don't stop being who you are. you become more of who you truly are and you let go of the resistance of who you're not. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I do. It does, yeah. Say that again, because so, it's, so, it's really profound. Say that again. Yeah, yeah. Because people's biggest fear when they come, they're like, but Mia, if you take this away, and this is how I've been even gotten some success, they're afraid of like, who will I be? I don't know who I will be. They're so afraid because they don't, they don't know who they'll be. But it actually doesn't work that way. You get to become more of who you really are and because you let go of the resistance of who you're not, yeah. you just get to be free. So you, you know, I always like to say to people because they start to get it when they see that when you heal the trauma, because they'll start to remember that before the trauma, they were a completely different way of being. You see, for for four years or three years, you were not that concerned. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually who you were. That's really yeah. who you are. You're, you're probably like, you know, complete, like, you know, I can just imagine inside of like, you're, you're like much, much more like your son, like kind of like, right. I can feel it in you. You've got this like really big, playful, fun, loving, adventurous side, huge to you. So I would think that that would just be like huge front and center, um, being completely free to be you. And so that's who you really are. And the constrained um, is the one you became to please your mother, yeah. to, be, to be good enough. So when you let go of that, trying to please, and you just allow yourself to be free, you get to be really you. You get to be more of you. And then you just let go of the resistance of needing to please others which is really not your job because alignment is an inside job. We can't do alignment for anyone but ourselves, right? And so the illusion is, is that by you being constrained, that somehow you could make her feel better, which has nothing to do with you. It has to do with her own alignment in herself, right? That was the biggest lesson that you had when that coach pissed you off was that you had to go and do the internal alignment Totally. Like I didn't get until that, like it took me, yes, I, that was the greatest gift because in hindsight, what I uncovered was that's why nobody can give that to you on the outside. It's an alignment issue. And once you heal that, when, because feel like, feel that when the emotions, when like you are operating where your emotions, your mindset, your skill sets, and your actions are all in one direction, you're not internally cross current. Like there's no conflict. Mm. You are free to be you. Or another way of saying it is this. Um, imagine for all of those people listening, like the conflict comes from when you have a desire or a belief for something, right? But an emotional feeling of that is contradicting that desire. You always suffer when there are two opposing conflicts inside yourself where your mind wants to go do this, but your emotions or you've linked pain mm. to being that way. So that is what's really causing the suffering is your, you're out of alignment with yourself. Right. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's just, it's like the, it's like the greatest freedom that I, I, I was always looking for that. Um, I, you know, I didn't know how to find, and now I found it. And, you know, I think of this course right now that I just came out of in the eight weeks. And there was a woman when I, when I um, personally do the sales conversations, cause I don't let everybody in They really have to be a fit for this, right? It's not, it's not for everybody, but they have to really be a fit for this. They have to be really willing to face 
this deeper side of themselves, right? So anyway, when I had um, done the sales with her, she wasn't on medication. We don't we don't take people on medication because um, we're going to have you feel. And in, in truth, I still come from a liability background. I, I'm not taking on liabilities, right? Sure, <laughs> so sure. I don't take on people on medication because it goes again. Like what I'm going to teach you to do is feel and the medication is numbing you. Um, I'm never going to tell you something. I'm not a doctor. I'm not professing to be a doctor. So I'm always saying you have to consult your doctor and so forth. Anyway, long story short, this woman, when she, so when I talked to her, she had to wait two months to get into this. By then she had went on medication. So when she came into my course, she was on medication, right? Which I would have never let her in. Now, here's why I'm sharing this, because it was really emotional last night, because everyone was sharing how much this has changed their lives. And she said, she started bawling when it came to her. And she said, what you don't know is I was going to kill myself. And it's going to make me cry. And she said that um, if it wasn't for this course, I would not be here. And she said, the fact that you told me when I came in, she says, you know, we don't really take people on medication. You need to consult your doctor. But she was still willing to take me on because we, she was already in and I didn't want to be like, oh, get out. You know? <laughs> um, and so we told her she needed to, you know, but she said, because you were willing to take me on, she said, I just can't thank you enough because you gave me back my life. Um, wow. And she's going like her, what she's building as an entrepreneur, like um, she originally thought that, you know, she was going to in a completely different direction um, in her business. And because of this work, she came out of this so clear saying that her, she knows now that her work is to help those who are contemplating suicide. Whoa. And it was just so life-changing for her that she's like, I now have found my purpose. I know exactly why I'm here. And that that's just so like, oh my gosh, that's just like so beautiful. Um, Not only does she have her life back, but she, in turn, many more will get their lives back. Yes. And you know, Gavin, I, you know, I'm old, right? I'm like 52 and uh, my kids are grown and everything. And my biggest goal, like the biggest thing I wanted to leave this planet with is my goal was to help 5,000 entrepreneurs that would then go on and help 5,000 each them entrepreneurs that we, that I could have had an impact in indirect way um, with 25 million people to just show them the truth of where this really is coming from. And that if, you know, there's nothing special about me, if I can heal this, (laughs) anybody can, right? Like I'm not, I never went to college. My, my kids have gone to college, but I'm self-made. I'm a self-made millionaire. I grew up poor. I didn't have any education. Like I didn't go to business school. My son who has a master's degree in business from college, you, he still comes to me and says, how do you look at this? Because what I'm going to tell him is the street smart and the real way to get the result. <laughs> Not the textbook way. So I still, you know, my daughter starts uh, med school in the fall and Stanford University. And so I've got incredible kids that have gone on to do it. But I'm I'm really just a, you know, a poor kid who grew, who just was willing to, you know, go after her dreams and, um, you know, not get stopped until she found the answers. And there's not really anything special about me is why I'm saying that. And if I can do it, anybody can. And that's really my, my intention is to really free people from thinking that they have limitations. 
there really is no limitations, but the ones we impose on ourselves. And when we can see that it came from the trauma and we can forgive the three-year-old in us, because it's really, it happened at three you were three. Like, it's not like it's you're, you're this age making those decisions. You were three. And so when we can really forgive um, our three-year-old self for that, we allow the three-year-old little boy to grow up to be one with the big man that we are. That's what really has us feel free. Because then all of you are in operating in one direction instead of the mind being at the age you are now, but emotionally feeling three or four. Wow. Such right? a powerful conversation. Now, um, how, how does anybody that has been hooked by what you've been taking me through find out more about your eight-week course, about your book? How do they find out so more about you? Well, I want to gift it for them just for your your, your listeners. They can go. Um, there's a special little website you can go to is um, Mia. Meant, the book's called meantformorebook.com. So Mia meantformorebook.com. And it'll be a password because it's usually sold everywhere. So if you just put in the password, it's all one word, free book. So mm-hmm. capital F and then just free book, all one word. They'll get the book for free. They can download it um, and read it and, and so forth. Or they can go to my website. I'm the one answering everything. So my website is Mia Hewitt, dot com. I'm the one that's always answering everybody. Um, people think my team doesn't do that. So I'm the one who's talking to people um, in email or Facebook or Instagram um, because I'm, I'm the one they really want to ask the questions to. <laughs> so I let my team do everything else that I can't do, that I can't, you know, and so forth. And that wouldn't really matter. Um, but I'm the one. So they can ask me anything. I'm, I'm really easy to have a conversation with. Well, I've been captivated uh, yeah. through the whole of this conversation, but more than captivation, it's um, incredibly powerful and effective technique that um, the world needs. Thank you. Thank you. And I really want to acknowledge you, Gavin. Thank you so much for being open to it. Like, I know it's different, you know, than what most people hear, um, but I'd really acknowledge you for like not only being into it and like really diving and going places where people are afraid to go, but like really allowing your listeners like a whole different thing of what's possible. Um, so I really acknowledge you for being an incredible host to allow this because not everyone likes to hear something that's so out of the norm. <laughs> so that says a lot about you. <laughs> and uh, one of the things I, I like to do is to to challenge people's thinking, to challenge, certainly when I'm working with clients, is to challenge their thinking about how they can grow and, and also bring concepts or ideas from different areas together to help join the dots in a different way. And you know, say that success and mastery in business is so much about mastery of emotions and we uh, aren't shown how to do that, how to be uh, a master our emotions or even be aware of what's subconsciously driving those emotional feelings and therefore the decisions and actions that we take. So yeah, very, very powerful process. So Thank true. You. My pleasure. My pleasure. So great to be here with you. Hi guys, Gavin here. Wow. I got a bit more than I bargained for there, didn't I? Well, that was certainly profound. And for any of you in business in life that have felt that you're not feeling fulfilled or that you felt that there is something holding you back, then I really encourage you to check out Mia Hewitt's work. Um, It's pretty unique in terms of her process and incredibly powerful. And when you're prepared to 
open your mind to it, then I suggest you go that you just reach out to her because it could really be the difference that makes a difference for you. Check Mia out. Go to MiaHewitt.com. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success, and create more impact.